Rounds and round we go. Round visceralist podcast. I tried to say that in time with that song. Do you remember that song? I do remember that song. Do you just want to do that? Do you just want to sing for the podcast? I'm. I'm. This, oh, this isn't. Did I say visceralist podcast? This is my. This is that other podcast I was talking about. The singing one. Oh. Okay. We just sing to each other. Great. <laughs> that's what I was hoping we were gonna do. God, um, that song did have a nice beat. Uh, this is Visceralist Podcast, uh, episode twelve. Uh, Visceralist at gmail dot com. All right. God, God, all that fucking. Boy, I hate it, long intros so much, and even that that's getting a little bit too long for me. Just that little bit. That I think I do. that's as concise as you're gonna get. <laughs> Uh, let's hope so. Um, well, let's get right into it. Um, um, so, um, let's let's get right. Actually, let's do this one first. Um, we had we have a mutual friend um, who recommended the topic to us. Um, so he he um, he's one of my few friends, male or female, that actually calls me. Um, does he call you? Yeah, he calls me. Um, where, like, everyone texts, basically. Even my sister texts. My mom texts me uh, more than she calls me. Um, and, you know, it's, I, you know I, I first got into texting. If I can digress a little bit. I first got into texting back when I in when I first moved to New York and I had a razor Motorola razor phone. Yeah, those are yeah, this pretty slick. Is that what is that the what razor, that was? Yeah, the razor that was that, high when it yeah, came that's out. Right. Yeah, yeah that was, I was slick. Yeah, that's right. It was in like every movie too. Um, but uh, I was dating someone and she it, I was she was she was like we were texting each other but she was writing me back really quickly like she could respond to my texts with like full sentences and stuff like really quickly damn and so i was wondering how because you know back in the day you had to like type like the number right it was on that t9 yeah on the wait what the t9 texting where you had to like go through the three letters and everything oh yeah i didn't know there was a name for it um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got all, all the specifications for me. Um, but anyway, and so she then later told me that um, she had like some, some like palm tree, I think it was the palm trio or something, like some precursor oh, to yes. smartphone. Um, but anyway, he, um, he, our friend called me the other night um, and I was just really tired, so even though I saw the call come in, I didn't answer it. Um, I was just on the verge of going to sleep. I guess that's a little rude of me, because it's, it's okay. It's not like you know I was in the shower or something, and it like you didn't I didn't feel like answering. It's all right. It's okay, yeah, I saw I, like I saw it was him. I saw the name come up. I saw the the photo I have of him come up too, because I I don't have a I don't actually have a photo. Um, I thought he, maybe you did. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I was—I just said no. I just said no, 
to him and it went to voicemail and he left me a voicemail and I have a new iPhone uh, newish and with the new iPhone OS when you click on the um, message it gives you a transcript of what what it thinks the person said have you seen this really no I never heard of that um, yeah, and actually, I, I'm pulling up his, and it says transcript not available, so that that's not going to work here. Um, I don't know. Uh, the, okay, this sec this segment is. I have no point here. What am I even saying? Anything? Is this making any sense? <laughs> you feel like about phone calls. So, this is so yeah, really. This would have been an interesting point, maybe in like 2007 or eight. I don't think it's really like I'm not really breaking any new ground here. Um, I, I actually talk, I talk to my parents a lot on the phone. I talk to certain people, but generally I don't like talking on the phone that much because I talk, uh, I make a lot of phone calls and receive a lot of phone calls for work during the day. Uh, so yep. when I'm not working, I don't really feel like talking on the phone. <laughs> That's good. Um, but there are, there are like, it's probably like less than five people that I talk to regularly on the phone. Yeah, I think really just my mom. Like that's it, really. Um, yeah, I don't know. People seem to be having phone calls. I hear them on the street all the time. You know, people talk a lot these days still. Are they? I feel like I don't think I've seen anyone like on the certainly not on the subway platform. Huh. I'm still talking though. Um, definitely a lot more texting though. Yeah. Definitely a lot more texting. Well, let me segue into the, the other thing where her friend subsequently texted me. Um, he said, I have a, a podcast topic for you for you guys. Uh, bar etiquette, um, asking to share a table and moving seats for a couple, etc. Now, I believe you were hanging out with this guy relatively recently. Correct. Did you guys have any sort of an incident where someone asked you if you could share a table and you said no? There was, was an experience where the person did not ask. Um, we oh. didn't mind, but we would have said yes. We would have had no problem. But uh -huh. since they did not ask, this caused the problem. Um, However, so, we were both in nice mood, so it wasn't a real conflict. We just kept it between us. Didn't bring it to the man's attention. Okay. So you're sitting at a bar, a table at a bar. We were at a, seats. A, yeah, so we were at a four top. And this place, it's like, um, I don't know if you've ever been to it, the Jeffrey up on 59th Street. No. Right, right by the bridge. Um, great beer selection. But their, their seating is, is strange, right? So there were only two of us. There was no so we sat at a table, which happened to have four seats on it. And I've sat there and shared a four top, you know, me and another friend with two complete strangers. And they had their conversation. We had our conversation. There was no problem. Um, but when we were there, it was like, a, there were like mm, maybe four or five of them. And so they came in and, and the person I was with, he was looking at them. I had my back to them, and he felt like they were eyeballing our open seats, eyeballing our table. Ooh, recklessly eyeballing you? Yeah, because our, our beers were low, right? Oh. So we were actually we were actually going to be getting to go, 
beers but would love. He didn't like all he that. He didn't like all that eyeball. Didn't like all the eyeball and no. Huh. Right, and so a couple of them. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just say you're getting right your beers? I'm sorry. Sorry. Do you say you're getting your beers to go? You were about to get them to go. No, they were they were low. Like we were just about finished. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go on. And we were gonna leave, but this guy did not take too kindly to all that eyeballing and people rolling up on us. So it's like, mm-hmm. just for that, we're ordering another round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll show him. Uh, all right, I guess. Uh, that'll show uh, him. So then, <laughs> we're there. There's part of the group is behind me. The other part is like looking around, trying to find space. There isn't really space. It's a crowded place. Um, so then, some of them, some of the separated group come to the guys that are behind me, and one starts standing next to me, starts standing next to the open stool right next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like, he, he's just inching, right? He's taking it in increments, and then he slowly puts his hand on the table, and like resting his arm on the table. What? <laughs> right? And then eventually he just plops down and sits in the stool. What? Now see, we... If he would have said something like, oh, do you mind if I have a seat or whatever, would have had no problem. Yeah. I still didn't really, have, I didn't really care anyway, but the person I was with, and then he got irritated and he started eyeballing, you know him, like. Right. So then we, he ordered more stuff so we'd stay there even longer. <laughs> <laughs> like, just oh, for that. He's like, no, fuck the movie. We're gonna, we're gonna have to miss this, that screening. We'll go to the late show. Right. So I tell you what, I'll tell you what happened in Rogue One. We don't even need to see it. I've already seen it. We're doing this. We're doing this now. This is our table. We're doing now we block him. We just block him right now. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so that's it. I mean that that sort of thing, you know, like asking if you can sit somewhere if you like we had other people come up and say, Oh, can I take this stool? Yeah, whatever. We're not using it. Take the stool. No problem. Right. But this guy just took it upon himself to have a seat. Yeah, that is that is a little rude, and I'd sort of be on your side where I'd be mildly annoyed, but probably wouldn't do anything about it. Um, you know that this does remind me actually of um, um, this is a fairly this is this is a this is a good story. Um, <clears throat> so a few years ago, I was flying out to from New York to San Diego uh, for a friend's wedding that I was in. Um, and, uh, booked my ticket on, on the airline, specifically chose an aisle seat. Um, always try to get an aisle seat on a plane because, um, I have long legs. I like to be able to stretch out. Um, I like to be able to, if I need to go to the restroom, get, just get up and go without having to like ask anybody like. Excuse me, oh, oh, excuse me, sir. My bladder is so overflowing, and I, I don't want it. Like I don't have to do that sort of thing. Is that how you sound on the airplane when you yes. go to the bathroom? I mean, I I get really scared when I fly, so I'm already stressed out. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I just I don't want to. I just don't want to have to deal with like other people. Basically, um, I hate I hate flying, um, especially like cross country. Um, it's like six hours. I just hate having to sit still for that long. Um, All right, I get it. And I don't like. I, I guess I could. I've had people say, "We'll take a sleeping pill." Um, I'm like, no. 
they're like just read something i'm like i don't i don't know it's it's an issue for me um but anyway in this case uh i was everything was good so let me get to the point there's a woman so okay so this plane was it was a two three two setup right so going like left to right there was two seats against the windows and then three in the middle and then two seat against the other side right okay so i was in one of the two groups like if you're facing the front of the plane i was on the right hand side up against the the window but it was a seat it was two seats there and i had the aisle seat right so it was one seat against the window one seat in the aisle and i had the aisle seat right so and I got on the plane early, put my stuff away, um, sitting down, waiting for the person to come sit next to me. Uh, this woman comes and sit down. I'd say she's probably like, I don't know, early 40s or so. Um, she comes and sits down uh, next to me um, after putting her stuff away. Everything's normal. Um, all of a sudden, this guy comes up to me. And he's like, hey, um, this is my girlfriend. Um, would it be okay if um, we switch, if you and I switch seats so I can sit next to her for the flight? Um, and, uh, he's like, we'll, we'll wait until after takeoff and then I'll come or, or no, like he didn't say that part. He's just like, yeah, can we switch seats right now? And I'm like, um, I don't, I, I don't know. And he's like, well, I have an aisle seat too, but he was in the middle section, like in the, the section of three seats. Okay. But he had one in the aisle, like an aisle seat there. So it wasn't a middle seat. So it was like, you still technically have an aisle seat. And, uh, and no, I was like, that's fine. Sounds right. like a fair trade. Well, you know, okay, well, maybe, but anyway, I, I was just, I was just sort of like flustered because I, I wasn't expecting it. I was a little out of sorts. People were still putting their baggage away and stuff, and so like this was like a weird situation. Um, I think I had my iPad out, and I was kind of like just screwing around on that. So I was like, okay, let me just think about it. And I think I said maybe after the plane takes off, and they're like, okay, they basically took that as a yes. It was definitely okay. it was definitely not a yes. It was amazing. So anyway, right. plane takes off. Um, Seatbelt sign is is or light goes off. Dude comes up. He's like, uh, "Hey, so can we can we switch the seats?" And I'm like, um, "You know, I don't I don't really want to. I don't. No, we're not going to do that." <laughs> and they're both like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> What are you talking about? You said you would. You said you would. What is that? We had talked about this. And I'm like, no. Well, I mean, I said maybe, but now nah, I just. I mean, I just don't want to. My my stuff is. You know, my stuff's in the overhead compartment near me. Um, he was like, he was like a few rows back. So I'm like, and, and then she's like, she just, she's like, she won't let it go. She's like, wait, what? And so at this point, the guy's the guy's just sitting in the aisle, right? So like, he's like. Okay, he was confused, so he wanders back to his seat, and then the woman next to me is like, "Yeah, what the?" F She's like, "What the fuck, dude?" And I'm like, I'm like "Oh, oh, she <laughs> yeah." I'm like, "Excuse me." She's like, "Yo, you said you said you would move," and I'm like, "Well, no, I I actually said maybe. I said I'd think about it, and I just don't want like I'm comfortable. I just don't want to." I, said, I think about. It. She's like, and then she hits me with the like, she's like. Oh, you just want to sit next to a hot chick, don't you? And what? yeah, ref like referring to herself, she's like, "I thought you just want to sit next to a hot chick. That's it, right? You don't want you. That's why you don't want, want to move." Okay. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm. I just kind of laugh that off, and I'm just like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." 
And then I go back to my iPad and I'm just like playing a card game on my iPad. And then she's like, yeah, I bet you can't even get any dates. So like, <laughs> so like sitting next to like a cute chick is like probably, probably a big thrill. You, you probably looking forward to the next six hours, aren't you? <laughs> good. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm getting pretty heated and like, you know me, like I will, clown somebody if, if they if they provoke me in this way like i i could have gone off on her like she she was she seemed like she had had a couple drinks at, at least in the airport or something and you know, she wasn't that good looking not that that really is an issue or, or really germane to anything like like i it was i was so thrown by like her like premise that like i'm such a like loser that just the opportunity to sit next to someone on a flight who is female like, is does like something for you. it does something for me to the point where I I absolutely I can't give up my seat. Like I don't like I don't know. Like they were they seem very flummoxed by the idea that I would even say no to their request. Mm-hmm. My point was, look, just. First of all, it's a six-hour flight. It's you, you can stand to be apart for six hours. It's not going to kill you. Um, secondly, you want to sit together, book your fucking flight, b- book your seats together when you book the flight. Like, you can, choose, you can, you can choose your true. seats. Very true. Thirdly, if you'd actually sort of been nice to me from the get-go, as opposed to, like, just demanding and, like, entitled, I you probably maybe could have, cons- like, convinced me at some point. So those three things were, and, and, you know, if she goes straight to the, like, you know, acting like an asshole towards me, of course, I'm not, I'm then not going to get, agree to it. But anyway, yeah, so, definitely. so she's like, I can't believe you, like sort of muttering, muttering under her breath. And then like, at some point she, she goes to get out of her seat. So she has to, she has to cross by me to get out right into the aisle. And so right. she gets up, she bumps me purposely. She slaps my iPad down to the ground. And kind of like like hits me like, not hits me, but like just being really <laughs> disruptive, intentionally. And she says, um, "I hope you enjoyed that because I'm gonna be doing that every few minutes for the rest of the flight." <laughs> um, so I'm like, "Oh my god, this is uh, I, it's this this is this is not happening." And I wanted to like start clowning her. But I'm like, I, I got to, there's a flight, um, flight to uh, San Diego for my friend's wedding. I can't like risk this flight being diverted or something like causing a scene because who knows if she's drunk, you know, she might start some shit. Okay. So I'm like, so I just let it go. I just sort of laugh everything off. And so eventually she, she, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you're right over there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, she comes back to her seat after a little while, bumps me again purposely, and like tries to slap my, my iPad down to the ground again. And wow. at some point, um, at some point, she like ten minutes later, she gets up again, okay, and goes again, like the same routine. And I'm like, okay, I can like probably, I don't know what, I got to do something here. Like this can't happen every ten minutes for the for the rest of the flight. Nah, she couldn't possibly keep that up for six hours. Yeah. Um, so anyway, eventually the guy comes back 
instead of her. And he sits down next to me. I guess they just traded seats. And then he um, he's just normal and quiet. He just like pulls out a book and just reads. And so he just that's it. That's basically it. Like he yeah. was he was totally responsible. Like no issue. But <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, I've told this story a few times, and like some people are like, "Why didn't you just give up your seat? Can't you just be nice to people?" What are, what are your thoughts? What are your, your immediate thoughts? <laughs> I probably would have gave up my seat in the beginning and left them sit together, but um, like her reaction, I think, was completely inappropriate. Don't judging you right away and yeah. throwing out insults. Yeah. Coming up with all types of mess. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, you yeah. you ask the question and if someone says no, like the answer is no. You can't make them. Exactly. Yeah. I don't begrudge I don't, I don't begrudge them asking me. Like I remember I was on a bus one time and same situation happened except I was I think it was like my girlfriend asking someone if they could move from the bus so we could sit together. And they said yes. Right. So Generally, I, so I, yeah, I nice. yeah, and I, so I'm, I'm fucking up the karma right there. Like I had good karma, someone giving it up for me, and then I totally, probably should have given it back. Um, but no, I said no. And anyway, I told this what? story. Um, what's that? Why did you say no? Um, I just, I just, I don't know, just like kind of like laziness and. Just like I just didn't want to. Like I was comfortable. Uh, I mean, that's fair. That's a fair answer. Yeah, just a hassle. You paid for it. Well, also, like I, I was a little. Even though I was going to be in the aisle seat with the other, um, if I'd taken the guy's seat, I would have. But I would have been the middle section, um, which just means I'm around more people, and I don't know. I would have been marginally more uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, I told this story to, uh, to, uh, this lawyer that I work with recently and he's like, yeah, you should have just said, yeah, give me 200 bucks and I'll do it. Which, which (laughs) I really wish I had thought of because yeah, maybe not 200 seems pretty steep, but, um, if he had offered me like a hundred bucks, I would have done it probably even like 60 or 60 is probably the lowest I would go. You probably would have done it if he would have bought you a couple of drinks on the plane. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, not even, maybe not even, not even a couple, really. It's just as long as it's a, like a like a Stella or like a like a good like a good cider or something. Right. You see, that's true. He he made no offer. He didn't try to compensate you in any way. Exactly. Yeah, he's just trying to appeal to like the goodness of my heart. Um, uh, which is the wrong way to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, we realize I, I have no, there's no, there's nothing there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he shouldn't like, seriously, even like 20, 20 or 40, but I would have taken 40 bucks probably. Um, so anyway, that's, Why so that's a, so like I'm, that or, um, yeah, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad our friend brought that brought the topic up because yeah, that's that was a weird story. That's one of the weirdest stories I've had. Um, and and actually, that's a good segue into the segment you wanted to bring up, 
about general uh, strange interactions you've had with people since you've lived in New York? Yeah, man, all the time. Um, I guess I'll only start with one, but yeah, New York is a gold mine for strange interactions with people. Oh yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and like very weird New York specific situations. Right. Um, <clears throat> this one, it's a good one. Um, it was probably like uh, maybe like five years ago. Maybe a little less, but I was I was still living in Williamsburg at the time, on the south side of Williamsburg. Right. And Broadway is sort of the divider. But um, so this is back when I was living in Williamsburg, South Williamsburg, maybe like three to five years ago. Yeah. Um, and I used to, I lived by Broadway, which is the unofficial divider between Hasidic Williamsburg and non-Hasidic Williamsburg. Right. Um, so I had, there was a friend from out of town. I had gone to see him. We'd hung out. Um, it was the summertime. It was pretty hot outside. And I had just come back from hanging out with him for like a whole day and then part of the night. So it was a little bit after midnight. And I had gotten out of the cab. Um, and my street was really small, so I usually just had the cab drop me off like a block away. Plus, I don't like cabbies knowing where I live, so I'm a little weird about that. So I have my Okay. <laughs> get dropped off like a block away, half a block. Yeah, no, it's not a bad idea. Um, so I was walking. I was walking up Broadway. I was between Canton and Broadway. I was actually like kind of in the middle of the road. And I see this guy outside. He's like, hey, 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 hey. And it's like, yeah, help me. Out. Wait, say that again. So, so, what's the problem? The guy, sorry, sorry, a guy is asking, hello. Hasidic man is out. Hasidic, Hasidic guy is, is out asking, and he asked you for help. Was that it? I said, all right. So, uh, I said, okay. Like, oh, so thank you for stopping. Thank you. I've been out here for like an hour, and and nobody has stopped. Um, I need you to come into uh, my apartment. And turn off. And uh, wait, say that last part again. You need to. He needs you to come to, come to his apartment. Come into his apartment and turn off. Hold on. Oh, got cold. Hold on. And yeah. Sorry. Say that. Okay. Sorry. You're breaking up a little bit, but to repeat. Yeah. Something wrong with my network. So I, he, sorry, I talked to the guy. Just to repeat, uh, he asked you to come into his apartment, turn off yeah. the air. The air conditioner, because everyone's too cold. Okay. Um, Everyone in and the this is during the Sabbath. Right. So they can't do anything like that. Uh, yes. During the Sabbath, I believe they're, they're not allowed to. Um, right. They're not some turning on lights. The lights aren't going on and off. Nothing like that. Nothing. Right. Right. So... Also, I don't know if you remember when that little kid in Borough Park, and um, this was around that same time, and then they found his body in that guy's uh, refrigerator. Oh, it was like chopped yeah. up. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, that story was awful. And that was like uh, in within the history. So I was like, uh, connecting them up. Like, <laughs> if 
I coming out? Like, what's, what's going to happen if I go in this apartment? Oh, so you're concerned that he was going to hey, chop I'm you gonna, up? I want to get chopped you. up and put into a refrigerator. Um, Is it the refrigerator part you don't want or the chopping up? Um, well, the, the chopping up. And then it's just like, you know, it gets disrespectful. They put you in the fridge. Like, yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of nice. Keep you fresh. Yeah, so you can. I mean, you won't. Your body won't deteriorate that that much. Right, but I'm, my body's already been messed up. Uh, whatever. So <laughs> I was, I was looking at him, <laughs> and I'm, I got to make this decision. I was like, "All right, he's not that big. I can take him. I can handle this guy." <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> he's, and he's telling me his sob story. Oh, I've been out here for an hour. Nobody will come in and help me. Thank you so much as we're going in. So I go into the apartment. <laughs> oh, wait, so you went? Oh, I went in, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> my first question would have been like, okay, wait, so the air conditioner still is on during the Sabbath. So that implies that you turned it on before. So you've had it on for like right, and I guess four hours straight. Right, and I guess maybe they don't have a thermostat or whatever, or maybe, you know, at some certain points you just get too cold, but it hasn't dropped to the temperature. I don't know. They got some problems. So I go in there, and there are a few lights on, like the bathroom light is on, um, and I guess they just close the door, you know, to, to have some light in the apartment. I go in there. There's the wife. She's in the kitchen. I go into one bedroom to turn off the air conditioner. And the, oh, these are all the window units. So I go into one bedroom to turn off the air conditioner in the window. It's like, oh, just like two to three beds in this room. It's like little girls. So I go in there. I have to like step over some people sleeping on the ground. What? Turn off one air conditioner. He leads me to another room. I have to step over some more kids. Just like six kids. I turn off another air conditioner. Was it, was it actually really cold, cold in there? Yeah, it was cold. Um, <laughs> All right, so that so that part of his story checks out. So then I turn off both air conditioners, and he's just really grateful. He's saying, you know, he thanks me. Oh, thanks so much, man. Nobody stops or whatever. This uh, says, yeah, no problem. And I, you know, admittedly, I was a little bit drunk when I decided to go in there. Figured <laughs> I could take him. Yep. Um, so then I just walked, and I walked into my apartment, and this is I was in a relationship at the time. My she, right. my girlfriend, was asleep. I come in, I like wake her up. I'm like, oh man, you'll never, never believe this story. This is crazy. And I have to tell her right away. She's like, why are you waking me up for this? Well, I'm asleep. <laughs> and I tell her, and I tell her the story. And she's like, she just stares at me. She's like, I can't believe you went into that apartment. And like rolls over and goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, I mean, it worked out, right? So, it worked out, you know. I helped them out. I didn't get killed. And, yeah, you know, everybody wins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, nine ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's not going to be an issue. Um, right. I, I have heard about that 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 rule though about not being able to do certain things on the Sabbath, and that they also will like I th I, I could be I feel like I have this right, but like there's some sort of service where they they can someone provides like they, they I, from what i understand i could be wrong but they, oh i'm sure there's somebody filling that gap they they gotta be. Um, but it has to be a, a gentile yeah um, there's got to be somebody in order, in that does that yeah. but i mean there's there's also a lot of automation built into it as well right yeah yeah I've, these I've days i mean okay. 
I guess back before all the technology, it was probably more common just to hire somebody like to work for you during right. the Sabbath. Right. Um, well, I, yeah, that, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a, that's a good story. I mean, it, yeah, it's certainly unusual, <laughs> pretty specific to New York. I'd say, I'd say, um, yeah. you're probably not going to encounter that too much in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, um, definitely not. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I was trying to when you when you brought this up as a t- topic, I was trying to think of, you know, I've had probably thousands of interactions that, but you know, it's, when there's so many, it all sort of becomes a blur. Um, right. The one that immediately came to mind was um, uh, when you're walking around New York, uh, people will ask you for directions on how to get places, um, well, pretty frequently, and. Yeah. Um, I uh, I tend to uh, have my headphones on as I'm walking around because I listen to a lot of podcasts as I walk around the city. Yes, and I but I uh, when I'm with someone I, I won't when I'm walking with someone I won't have them in. So anyway, I uh, someone did approach me. I was at the corner of Delancey and Essex Street. Um, there's a McDonald's right there, and this must have been like got ten years ago. Or something like that. Um, so these these tourists um, sounded like they had like I don't know, I would guess like Italian, um, like Italian accents. Um, also, they they were carrying around um, like plates of spaghetti that they were eating, um, and they they Please, they what? they pug. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> they they did they did punctuate most of their sentences with mamma mia though i did notice that so that's that oh, was the wow. giveaway that they were italian um but anyway they asked me how to get to how to get to um rivington and ludlow which if you can picture the grid of the lower east side basically it's it's two blocks away you go up one go up essex hang a left boom you're right there right so so I, so I told them they went they went about they, they went along along the, the route I told them you know spilling like marinara sauce and, and, and breadsticks and all kinds of fettuccine and and, and oh, um, in, the, in their path they were like they were just like Johnny Appleseed except it was like Giovanni um, Appleseed um, anyway I, I took I took a different route and I randomly wound, wound up at that same corner, Rivington and Ludlow. Um, I just went the different way, just randomly, and I happened to see them. They were approaching that corner, so we were both approaching at the same time. And this is only like two minutes later. Um, okay. So I I sort of waved at them. I was like, oh hey guys, and uh, they they totally blanked me. Like I think they just they looked at me. And then they looked away, and they didn't acknowledge me at all. And Ooh. and I had said like I was like, "Hey guys," and I sort of smiled. And like the girl I was with, she like she saw that, and she started clowning me really hard. She's like, "Oh no, oh, you thought you'd made some friends, but you didn't. They don't give a fuck about you. They just took those directions from you. They went about their way. They just fuck. <laughs> You're lucky they didn't punch you in the gut and stomp all over you." <laughs> Yeah, well, she was clowning me. She was clowning Damn. me for months over that. Um, 
but uh, and that's the thing that that totally broke my heart in New York. That's why I no longer have a heart is because those guys. I thought I actually thought I I was gonna maybe like hang out with them later because they seemed like they they liked me, but <laughs> they seem like they want to hang out with you. You know, it's a classic case of like the kid who has a car in high school and like his friend. He only becomes cool and popular when he gets the car, but his friends just use him to drive him around and get beer, and then they have the house party that they. They make him drive them to, but then he has to wait out in the car um, while the party's going on. And then they come back and they want to have sex in the back of the car. So they kick him out of his own car so they can have sex. And then when they're done, they just, so, and you have to drive back with that smell. I'm not saying this happened to me. That was a very detailed story. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> That's not, that's not, uh, it wasn't any sort of normal occurrence back in Columbus. I'm just no, saying, no. I'm just saying it was like that. That's how the, oh, these Italians oh. did me dirty. And that's why I'm clowning them so hard. <laughs> that's how you felt about it. Yeah. That's how it made you feel. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's another good segue. Man, my segue game, this, this episode is it's really on point. When I watch this, um, move on to the next topic which is uh playing sports at a young age and mm -hmm. at a young age you and i were both in the columbus ohio area indeed and uh i don't know i just kind of wanted to talk, to talk about the relative value of playing sports at a young age because you know i think as i mentioned a number of podcasts ago like i at one point i was so cocky that i was like if i had started playing basketball from like middle school, I feel like I could could be in the NBA now. Like I think I actually I said that. that. I said that to someone. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I will say I did. So I did play tennis um, back in. I want to say middle school. I, I my mom made me take lessons in the summer, um, and then I I, re I really disliked them back then. Um, but I, I've since grown to love tennis over over time, and I you know I play every now and then. You know, I mean, you and I played this this past summer. Oh right, that's true. Um, and I enjoy watching it, and you know it's one of my favorite sports. But I don't know. I, I I would say I didn't enjoy it when I was a kid. Like I didn't like playing sports. I was sort of like awkward. Um, so it's it's weird that I'm like now like you know, obsessed with sports. I do like fantasy, all the fantasy shit. I read sports news every day, multiple times a day. I'm like, I'm all over it. Um, that's, a, that's what I got. I don't know. I'm just sort of reminiscing. Reminiscing. <laughs> Round and around we go. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Did you enjoy playing... At a young age, uh, basketball. Ah, I like, did, I'm, I'm talking even like basically like because I think we've talked about you playing in like college. So I'm more interested in like middle school. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I mean, middle school is a weird time for anyone, but um, middle school was enjoyable. I, th I think it's good for young kids to play sports. You know, you get exposure to. Um, a lot of different people, which is right. which is good to to meet people. It helps you sort of figure out who you are. Um, 
you get to you know you you learn about teamwork um you know it's when you're younger i think it's just very good to to help with your social skills to play sports oh yeah um and also just you know helps you figure out how your body works especially when like you're really young right um and i think it's good overall it just you know helps plant that seed of of an active lifestyle for a person which which is important i think to have just you know the to move around and i think it's also good when parents don't um really like not necessarily force but like point someone in one direction um i guess i've I've read a lot about it recently about the um specializing in one sport so early and that it's better to have kids experience many different sports and come to their own conclusion about what they want instead of having them do whatever like play basketball all the time year round but that's body as well and these like high school kids are playing hours and hours of basketball and your body is is growing at that time i mean some of these guys don't even grow till they're like 17 i mean you see these crazy growth spurts like anthony davis he grew like 10 inches like between his junior and senior year in high school something crazy like oh really yeah it was it was something extraordinary but you you never know with with kids because i mean their body is still growing you're growing until you're 21 i think is what it is right right so so it's definitely helpful to experience multiple sports and then just sort of decide on your own what you what you like but yeah i think sports i enjoyed it i didn't play um, in terms of organized sports, I didn't do anything besides basketball. But in terms of just you know playing with friends, I played a lot of different sports. Um, well, I guess tennis. I had, took some tennis lessons, but never did anything competitive with it. Right. Um, but these days, it's so hard because I mean, there are these parents and kids that are specializing in things, and so and so focused on one thing. Um, to to get their to get their kid, I don't know, to the NFL, to the NBA, to the Olympic gold medal stand, but for in some of those, that's what it takes. Like if you look at these gymnasts and those swimmers, like especially with the gymnasts, like, those girls have been doing that since they're like ten years old. Oh yeah, and that's like all they ever did, and it comes out pretty cool. You know when 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 it works out when you're on the Olympic team, but when you're not, like yeah. Where does that leave? I don't know, but there. I think there are good lessons for everyone playing sports. You look, you learn a lot about yourself. Um, you learn a lot about other people, like who you get along with, who you don't. Like, it, it helps you deal with all types of different situations. You make a lot of great friends. Um, you know, there's always a danger of getting injured, but that's just the risk you take. I, I, I would definitely if I ever have kids, uh, enroll them in sports, let them play whatever they want. And then, you know, whatever they like, we can focus on later. But I think it's important right. to expose them to as many things as possible when they're young to see, you know, just to get that diversity of experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I totally agree. And I think, um, you know, I played tennis. I, 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 I just took the lessons. I, I didn't actually play for like a team. I guess it wouldn't have been until high school that, I would have even had a chance to have a tennis team um, or be on the tennis team. And tennis is sort of a, a more solitary sport anyway, so I don't know if the, the social 
part of it would have been as strong as it would be in like a basketball, right? Basketball or football or baseball or any, any of those. Um, but uh, oh, what was I going to say? Um, I mean, the other thing is like you know we're both pretty lucky in in that we had access to this this sort of thing. Um, you know, not every does everybody does. I mean, even having like tennis courts like within like a ten minute walk of where um, where I lived and being able to play, you know, in a safe neighborhood basically whenever I wanted, um, it's pretty valuable if you can do it. Right. That that's very true. And not yeah, not everybody has access to these. Not everybody um, can play on their school team. Not everybody has access to the parks and the things that we did. Growing up, I mean, even, uh, yeah, just the parks, like just being able to go out to have some green space to do whatever you want. Not everybody has that. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Those good old days in Columbus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't picture myself moving back, but, uh, you know, there was, there was some good times there. It's a good. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a good. Time. It's a good place to raise kids. I, I mean, I I'd probably say even even to this day, even I haven't been back, um, been back in a long time. Um, okay, um, so I think we've covered that. We've covered a lot of like little anecdotes. Let's. Oh, sorry, uh, the conspiracy segment. Now I didn't put this in the notes because I just came across this today, um, but there is a new show on the Investigation Discovery Channel, um, which I just realized is a channel. Um, it's called Investigation Discovery? Channel is called Investigation Discovery. It's part of like the Discovery Channel network. Okay. So there's a new show called The O.J. Simpson Story. Sorry, The O.J. Simpson Trial, The Real Story. And this is good. I mean, OJ's, it's been quite a year for OJ related tele, televised content um, between the People versus OJ Simpson on FX, uh, which I haven't seen yet. I've heard is great. Um, the ESPN five part documentary about him, which, which was amazing. Um, did you watch that, by the way? I didn't. I heard that was wonderful. Like you said, it's got a bunch of nominations for awards, too, right? Yeah, it was, I mean, it's the most, it's probably one of the most in-depth um, examinations of the case. Uh, but anyway, so there's this new show that just, I think it just aired the first, it's only like a six-part series or something, and it aired the first two parts last night. Um, I watched them earlier today. Um, it was one of the most dog shit shows in terms of, like, production values and, like, setup and everything <laughs> and like wow dog shit okay. in terms of in term but like because it's like it, they have like it's basically like they have like there is apparently some new photos and some new pieces of evidence that hadn't been revealed i guess but there's only like three of them and so there's they're stretching the way they stretch the material so basically the premise is there's an invest private investigator who um, has some evidence and then he hands it off to two other private investigators who are younger and he's like well, you take this evidence and go investigate and see what you come back with which 
I don't how I don't even know how that's supposed to be like a, a good premise for like a, a what's supposed to be like a legitimate docu series. I mean, this is like I like this looks like it was produced by like E News in like the '90s. Uh, and there's a, and one of the investigators looks like a CGI character, like brought like in in the middle of like a regular show. It's like he might as well be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like he looks so weird. <laughs> Now that's not like a really fair critique of the show. It's just me criticizing some of the way someone looks, but I feel like it fits in. Anyway, I'll get right to the point here. The, the, the premise of this show is that it is OJ's son, Jason Simpson, who is likely the real killer. And that he... How that old was he at the time? Um, I think late 20s. Oh, or okay. Like, like mid-20s. And it's from OJ's first marriage, um, and he—it's that. So the premise, the basic premise, is that um, Jason was there, and OJ came there at the same time, and he saw what happened, and he helped Jason get away with it, basically, and he sort of took the rap um, because he didn't want to um, turn into son, basically. That's the overall oh. premise. Huh. I don't think I've heard that one before. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I, I had heard about this theory um, because the BBC did a documentary in, like, I think, like, 2000 or around then where um, they basically came, and it's that, that one's on YouTube. If you just, like, YouTube search, like, BBC OJ documentary, um, it'll come up. And they basically came to the same conclusion. And the the, the, in, the evidence they, they cite is that um, he he has he I guess he was known to have anger management issues. He didn't like Nicole Brown Simpson, um, and he had a similar build and height as his dad so he could potentially be mistaken in a, in a dark you know dark environment right um, and he apparently there was something weird about the way he um something weird about the way that he so he worked at a restaurant but there was a, something weird about the way that he clocked he registered his time his, his shift um, that day that day um, because they have they had punch cards or like a punch clock but for some reason he wrote in his hours and apparently like he wrote in his hours to cover the times that she they, the murder would have happened right does that make, does that make sense so instead of punching yeah, it, I get it. it's like an internal clock which you, you wouldn't be able to fake it he just wrote it in and turned that in um, and and the the the, the main evidence that this new TV show has is that this older investigator somehow got access to a storage locker that Jason Simpson had. Um, apparently Jason Simpson had this storage locker that he rented, but then he fell behind on the payments. And apparently there's some law that like if someone just stops paying, like someone else can come in and make the payments and then they get access to the, the locker. Which seems really dubious, <laughs> but that, that's what that the guy does. that uh, hey, maybe in LA that's that's some, something that you can do. I don't know. I think it's uh, auction based. I'm pretty sure it's a reality TV show based off of that. Oh, there could be. 
Um, but in any case, he got access to that, and in that storage locker, he found a box um, with some of Jason's diaries and also a knife in a holster. Um, and I guess part of the one of the things they did in the first episode of the show is they took the knife and holster to like um, some sort of forensics ex experts and um, like one of them like confirmed that yeah this could have been the knife that did the the murders because um, the knife was never found officially um, and then I think they tried to examine it to see if there was any blood in the holster um, because if you presumably you could wipe the knife off but it would there still still be some trace residue perhaps in the holster itself so they were going to examine that um and that's basically as far as i said i mean as i said the production values of the show were awful so it was hard it was literally hard to watch so i even though it was like sort of compelling evidence in this like interesting theory like i just they did it so poorly that i couldn't even be bothered to look into it that deeply um I like that idea though. I never heard of that. I'm gonna look into this. But that's I don't know though. Like based on what I know about OJ, he seems a little too selfish to take that. <laughs> so you think he'd give his son up? Yeah. If he thought it was him. Wow. I mean, I could see that. But like that's a big risk. They'd be like, yeah. no, I think I can get off. I'm gonna hire these guys, that guy, this guy. I can beat this and you're gonna be good mm, i don't know yeah i mean that is a good point like he it does seem like like i totally wouldn't disagree that he seems too selfish yeah too selfish to really even be like like because why wouldn't he just like get his son the lawyers right um yeah i could see that i mean he definitely like at least th throughout his marriage with Nicole in the eighties seemed like a pretty big scumbag who was like cheating on her all the time and beating her up um, on yes, occasions. Definitely. Um, and that's, that in and of itself is pretty compelling evidence that like in most of, you know, domestic murders or, or supposed domestic murders, it, it is usually the husband if they have a history of, ab of abuse. Abusive behavior. Right. I mean, he had to have known, like, let's say he didn't do it and he walked in on that scene. He had to have known that he would be the number one suspect right away. Right. Um, so yeah, but I, I don't know. I I like that idea that that someone would do that for their son, yeah. and like help him clean it up, but then you know, you know take on that court battle. Um, yeah. I don't think they really looked. At it. It's another part of the trial. I haven't seen all these shows, and I don't remember a lot of it. I remember it was like very entertaining throughout the summer, but I don't think they really ever had another suspect. I don't think they looked anywhere else besides OJ, right? Uh, they didn't, and that's that's actually something they discussed in this show, is like they never even interviewed uh, Jason Simpson or seriously considered anyone else. Yeah. Um, I mean, any, I mean, anything is possible. Who, who knows? Yeah, but. I mean, there there is, um, you know, the LAPD in, the, in that time was, was in the midst of the Rampart scandal, which... Um, right. Was basically like a. I mean, it wasn't like the homicide detectives that were involved in that. I mean, maybe partially, but it was mainly like this Rampart unit that was like completely off the off the rails. Um, but I guess you could say that there's maybe an overall culture of 
some kind of corruption across the board, maybe. I don't know. That might be a little bit too strong. Um, but, I mean, you know, there's the issues with Furman, who I guess was the lead detective. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of it. Like, the, the ESPN documentary definitely, like, the, they don't really come out and directly say it, but it's clear that they, the people who put that together think that OJ did it. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know. There is definitely, I would say there's still, like, the evidence they present about Jason Simpson is not not quite as strong as all the evidence of, that points to OJ. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's... But it was also at his place, so that's why there's so much physical evidence leading back to him. Um, right? Wait, what, what, do you, what do you mean? Was it murder at his? No, the murder was at Nicole's, Nicole's place. Oh, it was at Nicole's. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, did he go there often? Um, well, so the, the official, I guess the official story is that, or I guess what, I don't know, who even knows what the official story, I don't know, even know how you would define it, but basically um, what the people who think that OJ did, who, people who think that OJ did it, they, they basically say that he was essentially stalking her. Um, and this is, you know, they, they were separated. I believe they were divorced. Um, yeah. and, and she was, but he was still had this fixation on her and she was seeing other men and he was apparently like stalking her, um, where he would just kind of like show up or he would just be like, look, literally looking through the bushes at her through you know, the windows. <laughs> like, yeah. so. The mental image of OJ, like sticking through some bushes is priceless <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so apparently, so that's, I think that's fairly well established that he was like, and he was just abusive generally. Um, so the, I guess the story is that he, he went over there, I guess Ron, oh, it's this, this is where it gets a little fuzzy for me because like he, she was definitely killed first and then Ron was sort of showed up and he saw like he saw her like being like in the process of being stabbed and then right um he the assailant whoever it was went over to ron and they fought there was actually a pretty substantial struggle that lasted for like you know apparently like four i want to say like three to five minutes or something which is a long time to be fighting with someone if you think about it, like just sit like for like no, three that's to a five pretty minutes good battle yeah where you're getting you're getting stabbed up multiple times and so then he killed Ron, then went back to Nicole because she wasn't quite dead, and then um, basically finished her off. Yeah, finished her off. We'll, we'll say that. Um, um, so that's and then and then escaped um, in the Bronco, uh, drove back right. to his house, got some stuff, and then had a limo driver picked picked him up, and he flew to Chicago. Um, that night, like that night. Um, now there's tons of blood there, and like <laughs> cleaning all that off would take. You would think it would take a really long time, but there's only like a, a gap of like an hour between when the murder would have happened and 
when he would have gotten picked up to go to the airport. And huh. with all that blood that would have been over him, like all over him, like I don't know. Doesn't really work, huh? Yeah. Unless there's some, unless there's someone else there. It's got to be a helper. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I don't know. That's that's the, basically the conspiracy segment. Jason did it. Case closed. Thank you. Investigation <laughs> <laughs> discovery. <laughs> Valuable. Jason service. did it. Jason did it. Jason did it. Um, well, this is a good segue into. Um, now, this is just me gonna go on a, a minor. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shit on a show, a TV show, and I'm gonna praise a TV show. They're both on the same channel. Oh. Two other TV shows. Um, so yeah, so I sent you a couple clips to two different shows, both on the same network. One of which uh, I'm a little bit thumbs down on. One of which I'm a lot thumbs up on. Now, uh, did you watch the clips? I watched the clips. Uh, Wait, say that again? I watched the clips for each one. The first one, we're talking about, um, I forget the name, but something about Kiss in the title. Yes. Uh, so um, both of these shows are on a TV network called FYI, um, which there's no reason for anyone to have heard of that channel, so don't worry about it. Um, but the first show is called Kiss Bang Love. Oh, that's what it is. Um, well, it looks super cheesy. Yeah. I do for super cheesy. So, um... You do what? Go back, I'm, I have a weak spot for super cheesy. Ah, nice. So, I might go back and watch some more, but that clip was, like, extremely rough. Yeah. I didn't like the thing from the friends. Um... But it looks like it could be interesting. I didn't like that guy either. So I, I should well, I'll just say the premise of the show. Because um, I actually started watching an episode. I was kind of just scrolling around the TV listings one, one night this week. And I saw that there was a show called Kiss Bang Love. Um, which sounded ridiculous. Uh, so of course I had to watch it. And basically yeah. the premise is... Based on the intro, um, apparently it's all based around like you, you can tell a lot about someone by kissing them. Apparently, I guess they, they just posit that as, as a fact and they just kind of move on from it. So sure. Um, and then so they so basically they have a guy, one guy, and then they have a bunch of girls, I'd say 10, 10 women. And then he they're both blindfolded and then he kisses all of them but they get like like really intense like passionate tongued up french style kissing so this so so he goes and he he he, he fucking kisses like 10 different this is so like oh, okay anyway so he, he kisses them and then from that i guess he chooses which which ones he wants to to then go and date with, and then he has sex with them. I think I think on most of the dates. I, I think I don't know if he's just that good. What he dates. does? Well, that's the that's the bang part of the title. 
So kiss, bang, love. So then he has so he had sex with them. Oh, that's so one. crude. Kiss, bang. Yeah, and then okay. and then from after having sex with them, he then decides on which one he loves, I guess, and then he picks one at the end. So I was like, how is this legal? How is this on the air? How is this a thing? I mean, obviously they're not forced to have sex with him, but like, it's a pretty strong implication. I mean, they obviously and obviously they don't. It's on a cable network. They don't really show him, but they do show it like him going back to the room and shit with like after these dates. So it's basically like Bachelor, but like just like cut out all the bullshit and just like get right to the point. Oh man, um, this might be more interesting than I thought. But yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really like it. I, the friend, and then there's this, this whole thing about like friends watching and commenting. Oh, I didn't catch that. I should say I didn't actually watch the episode, the full episode. Like they set up the premise in the intro, and they show like clips. Oh, like okay. in the first episode, like they just show clips from like what's gonna happen, and like I'm like that, that was enough for me. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, but you know sometimes I watch bad stuff, so. Um, if you're a fan of watching bad things, you can watch it. Oh, I am, but it. I don't know. So anyway, this this whole this network, FYI, is it's it's basically just reality shows, like really low rent reality shows. So anyway, the other show that I sent you about is one I actually did like, and I caught this show randomly when I uh, uh, last Christmas or Christmas 2015. Um, I got really sick. I got strep throat, so I was just kind of bedridden. Um, and, uh, I came, I was just watching a TV show. So anyway, the show's called Arranged and it follows three different couples from around the country, um, who are all set up in arranged marriages, um, but from three different cultures. So one of them, one of the couples is in LA and there's, it's a Indian American, um, couple that's set up through, you know, their family setting them up. Uh, one is like Southern Baptist. I think they're based in like South Carolina. They're set up through the church, and the other one is um, is in Queens, New York. And it's um, this Roma uh, couple, Roma, aka Gypsy, um, couple that uh, is also set up through their you know parents, family, friends. Um, but they're like, whereas the other two couples are like in their I'd say early thirties. The, the 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 Roma couple is. I think the girl's like 17 and the guy's 19. And that's the most fascinating couple in the show because they get married and then she, the kid, the guy still lives at home with his parents and she has to come and move in with them. And so it kind of shows her like sort of adapting to like the, like the rhythm of, you know, her husband's house. Um, and she has to sort of work with like the, the ma the mother's, don't really work. Um, oh wait, no, that's not true. Um, the mother basically, the, it's pretty stereotypical. Like, man works, woman takes care of the home sort of arrangement. Um, so she, she, it shows her like her mother-in-law teaching her how to like clean and like cook and all this kind of stuff. Um, and actually, she does have like a side hustle where she goes to bars. Like, and I've actually seen this in New York. They go to random bars and just go up to people on dates and try to sell them flowers. So, yeah. Oh, what? Have you ever seen that? I, those people don't look like the type of people that would do that. 
not to stereotype, but just from what I've experienced. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, what? What are you trying to say? You've never seen this in like a bar? Oh, I've seen it. And I've seen the people who do it. They don't look like them. (laughs) Okay. okay, I don't know if we need to get into any detail there, but um, (laughs) I don't know. Look, look, apparently this is like a big thing in in that culture, though. Like, so the mom goes out oh and this is the crazy story like so they go out at night you know it's just the mom and the the daughter-in-law they approach couples and you know they try to convince the man to buy like a flower for his date and then no honestly that's like some hustle man would be doing (laughs) also hustle man oh yes working in the martin reference (laughs) try to get one in every show he probably did it in one episode oh i'm sure i think he did i mean he's Flowers. I think he did. Yeah, I think when they're they're doing wedding planning, Martin brings on Hustleman to try to help, like get some wedding planning on the cheap. And I think they they do talk about flowers at one point. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so they go up to people. But the the crazy thing is like all the like they the the father in law of the young bride and the bride's husband accompany them on these outings to bars just i guess for safety um but they hang out outside while they they go in so they're just waiting outside the bar for them to do the business and then as soon as the women come out they hand over all the cash to the men because the women aren't allowed to handle cash i didn't watch all that this uh, do you think this show was real this is my question <laughs> about this show arranged yeah. Or are you still on Kiss Bang? Fuck. Or whatever. Well, Kiss Bang, Kiss Bang, I've moved on. That show is just strange. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I've never heard of anyone within gypsy cults who refers to themselves as gypsies. I thought they always referred to themselves as Roma. Yeah. But these guys talk, say gypsy, gypsy, gypsy the whole time. Oh, I yeah. I thought gypsy was more of a derogatory term. Uh, I think it is. I don't know. Maybe in some cases they've sort of like reappropriated it or something like, or maybe it's just like, you know, in Jersey Shore where like they're all about like, yeah, they're like, yeah, I'm really into Guido culture. Like I like a, a, bit, a big Guido muscles, fist pumping, like, I don't know, Slicky said that, I think, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but this one, I, I don't know about any of that. Selling flowers, like, it sounds like some pimps who go selling flowers, <laughs> but, um. <laughs> Only cost us sixty roses. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how I know that terminology. I, it's not. We, there's, no, there's no story there. Okay. Well, it does, but it, it does sound like some some pimp and hoe shit. Like specifically oh. when, when like they have to hand off the money like immediately. Right. But um, it does. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see any of the other ones, but I just clicked on the link that you sent me. That one was it was entertaining. Like I would watch it. It just it seemed uh, rather staged to me for certain things. But I'm sure it's been heavily edited and whatnot. But right. but yeah, it, that one I think just because of their age, that made it really interesting. Yeah, because they were so young and she was so immature when she. I, and when she smacked him, and then Mama Dukes came. Mama Dukes was ready to fucking kill that girl. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you hit my son? Oh, you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then the dad had to step in in between them. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it's like Kevin Garnett. Like that that part of, that part looked real. Where she was like she was going off. Yeah, but um, yeah, a lot of the yeah. scenarios that probably are staged. I mean, I I will say like I and so so that I watched the whole season and they definitely have the most interesting story arc because like she like the young bride is like um she's really hesitant um to be there uh, in the first place she's really nervous and like he the the, the husband just he plays video games a lot and like likes to hang out with his buddies and so he ignores her a lot so she feels really lonely um and then at one point like i think she actually leaves to go back to her home because she's like no you you need you need to start treating me better and he yeah, actually she like she stole some money or something yeah and he actually has a sit down with like you know, some elders in the community or something because divorce is like totally verboten. So. Yeah, they had like some council meeting. He had to prove himself. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're like, yo, you gotta, you gotta shape the fuck up because divorce is not an option here. So just be nice to your fucking wife and she'll be Well, nice he was being you. a jerk. He was like, you better pack. You haven't packed? He's like, pack those bags. Like, <laughs> and he was sitting on the bed, had his feet up and all that. And you better, and he said something like, you better make it look nice. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. Yeah, he's like, pack it, make sure it looks nice when it's packed. Like, what the? F- yeah, well, he's just lounging with his feet up. I'm looking at this little kid. And she, she looked at him. I said, she's out of here or else she's cutting him. Like, <laughs> or she's going to slice his cheek. Yeah. Oh, man, he's going to buck 50 him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so it turns out she does actually take a leave, like a leave. And, like, you know, he. he he actually does kind of shape up and he like apologize and he does become a, like a, it's interesting like character because right? he does kind of grow and he becomes more mature and he sort of has to, and like she becomes happier in, the, in her relationship and you know, it works out in the end. Like they, they actually at the very end, like of all the three couples have the most seemingly functional relationship. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, but the the mom was like real bossy. She was scary. Actually. Oh, yeah. When they were doing that whole wedding dress thing on, I'm gonna see them all. I don't care if you don't like it. You coming out and let me look at it. And then she said something else, some <laughs> some other scary comment after that. I said, Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay. So that's 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 sort of my policy. You know, you can shit on something as long as you say something good. It, but in these reality shows like okay let's talk about the monetization of being on a reality show right so in in like what are they getting out of being on this show are they getting paid are they getting anything well this is good this is a good segue into our uh inside entertainment biz info segment oh <laughs> man killing these segues this episode um so like what you know like besides yeah, like, the uh, the participants do get paid. Um, okay. From what I've heard, um, and this this is uh, I want to say it was like the Real Housewives series is where like I actually heard like the real numbers, and from what I understand, each of the so in the Real Housewives there's like six different housewives that they follow around, and I think they're paid as a family, right? So it's not like even though the husband or whatever is in the show, they get paid sort of as a, like a family unit gets one, they get one. Okay. And from what I understand in the first season, 
the flat rate is something like it's something it's only like I want to say like six thousand dollars an episode so right. but there's so many people involved uh, yeah but around like six families right yeah so six families but okay so each family gets so say they get six thousand an episode then the, the first the first season is usually gonna be like ten episodes so the sixty thousand dollars which is it's, it's like okay like you can't, like you can't quit your day job for that. But then if you if, quit your day job, but most of those people don't need day jobs. So why are they agreeing in the first place? Well, I mean, the real housewives people, but I mean, I'm thinking of, of wealthy. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, that's true. I mean, they do have like free time to sort of like, you know, go to brunch and that kind of business. But if, if the show becomes a hit, um, then they they sort of get bumped up each subsequent se season. True, to you where, can do all types of stuff. To where, yeah, I think like I want to say like the Jersey cast was getting something like I don't know, like like thirty thousand an episode or something like that. That's pretty good. Like I don't I don't know. The only one I know is Bethany Frankel, but she she made a name. She made a brand for herself out of that. Yeah, and so she has that you know ancillary income from that. Um, right. I don't know. Yeah, I was always confused as to why she was sort of the breakout star from, I think, the New York cast. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, I've never seen any of the episodes. I don't know, like, what she did on the show to set herself apart. But I know that she's the only one I know her name of, and she's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, she's got that skinny girl line of um, cocktails or something. Yeah, it's, I believe it's cocktails, and then it's like, I don't know, she's all over social media. And oh, you seem to know a lot about her all of a sudden. I've been, I've been known. That's <laughs> uh -huh. it, we'll take that conversation offline. <laughs> uh, indeed. <laughs> um, cool. But like well, for a show, but for a show like... Like the uh, arranged marriage show that on the FYI network. Like, how much is like? What are oh, they for doing them, this for? Like, how much could they possibly get? For them, you it's got to. It's probably because that network is like, just like I, I think it's basically like that's one of those things where like someone's uncle has like a really nice camera and sound equipment, and so they just borrowed it, and like that's the whole network. Like every every show has to share that one camera. Because um, yeah. production values on the, their reality shows are, are pretty dismal. Um, yeah. But, you know, they, they cast pretty well. So, you know, if, if the people are interesting, you know, that's kind of all you need. Um, but I doubt, I mean, it's probably more like a couple, like $500 an episode or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's strange. And there's so many reality shows. Like, it just makes you wonder, like, like uh, how much they could possibly be making? Like that. Remember that show on MTV? I think it's still around. Like that Teen Mom show. Like that shit. Oh like, yeah. That was a big deal. That was a hit for them, I think. Yeah. But I mean, it's weird. Like, well, yeah, and actually, oh yeah, famously, uh, the Jersey Shore cast, like that, because that was such a massive hit. Like, I think yeah. they, I think they only got like something like eight hundred dollars an episode. Um, they didn't but, get much, but then they got all that outside stuff. Which well, they, is like, they they did get a big bump for like the second season and subsequent right. seasons. But yeah, also like you know the one guy was DJing. Yeah. And they can make money and, from uh, just showing up at clubs. Right. Then the girls start doing the hosting. The guys doing the hosting. That's the love and hip hop angle. 
where you get in there, then you yeah. like host, then you start hosting. And, <laughs> uh, Can you imagine like, that? Is uh, like like you just show up at a club and hang out, right, and get free drinks, and they pay you just to be yeah, there. Yeah, thousands, like ten thousand dollars. But I mean, certain. I mean, Paris Hilton was getting that money before. Like the Kardashians get that money probably still now. Yeah, they show up somewhere. Yeah, I mean the Kardashians are getting like tens of thousands just to tweet about a product. Right. Like they're they're on a completely different level than anyone else. Um. Yeah. Well, someday, Visceralist podcast will you know they'll pay us to do it do a live episode at uh, <laughs> at, uh, at life on the know, street, Staten Social or something. <laughs> Fucking Popeyes. Probably more like yeah. Popeyes, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> or at McDonald's uh, in your neighborhood with the with the they charge extra for lettuce or something. With the again? Brooklyn special, and you can get all the milk you want. Yeah, they'll be paying us in like snack wraps and milk. Ew. <laughs> Did I tell you I was at your McDonald's? like a few weeks ago, and the woman bullied me into taking a drink, the cashier. <laughs> what? What? What do you mean bullied? Did she just, did she grab you by the, your collar and like, no, whisper like, like some really intimidating shit in your ear? Like, well, I ordered, I ordered that new McNugget meal, right? Um, um, which is like $8, by the way. Extreme. $8? It's like a 10-piece nugget, yeah. What? Yes, exactly. I was I was drunk. I went there. I ordered it. I got bullied. I went home. I ended up <laughs> I ended up not eating it. Didn't realize that I had it till the next day. I woke up and there it was in my refrigerator. Oh, no. So you got to re- reheated. Yeah, and the fries are never good reheated. The, the nuggets yeah. were fine. The fries yeah, never I come can, back. The I, I fries are never nugget. the same. I can see the nuggets being fine. Um, oh, this is a good segue to our junk food segment. Um, I will say that our McDonald's, um, uh, my McDonald's, as, as you described it, um, has a two for five special. So for five dollars, you can get two. You can mix and match. There's four different options. You can pick <laughs> You're really excited about this. <laughs> you can pick from yeah, because one of them is a quarter pounder with cheese, which usually costs like five dollars on its own. You can get a quarter pounder with cheese. You can get a fillet of fish. You can get uh, their spicy uh, chicken. No, it's the buttermilk crispy chicken. Ooh. And I think the I think the fourth thing, I think it's a ten piece nuggets. A ten piece nugget meal is no joke. It's expensive. So yeah, you so you you got you got caught up because, I mean, I don't think that I think the two five thing is new. But yeah, if you just done done the two for five, you could have gotten twenty nuggets. Oh shit! For, right. for, for five dollars instead of eight, paying eight dollars for. The, I mean, did you even drink the soda? Uh, she made me take a water. I said I don't want to drink. You have to take a drink. What do you mean I have to take it? I don't want a fountain drink. Well, take a water. Nah, I don't, I don't need it. Just give me this. Well, you gonna take this and then she just put it in the bag. <laughs> she put it in the bag. What yeah. a bottle of water. And then I said, well, what about my sauce? Can I choose my sauce? She said, I said, yeah, I like extra. That's extra. I said, it is. I, then I remembered you. I'd be like, it's extra. I said, I like sweet and sour. She put whatever she wanted in that bag. 
She didn't care. <laughs> she didn't even. She's like looking you dead in the eyes. She reaches under and just grabs whatever happens yeah. next to, next fucking, to her. Just like throws it, you, just throws it at you. I had one barbecue and one sweet and sour. Yeah, you get the two sauces with the ten piece. So, but you probably would have preferred two sweet and sours. Is that what I would have. I would have. I can use my hot sauce. It'd be delicious. Yeah. I, well, yeah. That's why you got to have the condiments at home, just so you can. Just always have what you want. It's kind of it's on deck, like Chua. Yeah, that's right. And actually, there's this um, oh man, there's this uh, Thai. It's like Thai curry sauce that I've only where? seen. I've only seen at a grocery store near where my mom lives. So Amazing. I can only. It's made by so there's a, a chain of grocery stores down there called Giant, and it's like the in-house like Giant brand of Thai it's like Thai yellow curry sauce and it is so fucking good like I will usually get like two or three bottles just to bring home with me when I go visit her bottles? yeah yeah it comes in a bottle wow like a ketchup bottle you know it's like that. two or three? cause I go through it like the two or three will last me like like two weeks Two or three weeks. Yo, what's good? What, is it going down outside your windows? Is it like oh a no, that's next. That's next door. Let me listen. Let me be nosy. <laughs> is it someone so having? Take, an, I had to take the headphones off. Is you it know, someone having? Heard, is it someone having an argument? Yeah, I never heard them before until like a couple weeks ago. They were woke me up at like five in the morning. They were having an argument. Oh shit! Apparently, she was like sucking dicks. He said something about you out here sucking dicks. What? Like, what? hey, what? Yeah, I woke up. I was listening. I put my my ear to the wall. Oh, you gotta do the do the glass thing. I said, what else she do? Let me let me find out. <laughs> what else? What else? What else? I can't nah, get this out. What else did she, she do? Was so quiet. And now it's going down right now. He's fired up. You heard it. I can't believe you caught it. Dude, dude, get a put a glass to the door or put a glass to the wall and listen through that. It works. It really works. I've okay, done it before. I'll, I'll try it. Just do it really quick. No, he stopped now. Oh, oh, here we go. God. Here we go. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let's kick, let's go. It's kicking off again. Okay. All right. All right let me see. You. Let me see. All right. Yeah. Give us give us a, like a play by play if you can. Okay. Um, just to our listeners. Um, I've just a recap. Uh, there's uh, some sort of a bickering or an, ar- or an argument. You can sort of hear it there in the background um, if you just turn off the audio a little bit. Uh, now my my co-host is uh, I hope hopefully putting a, a glass up to the to the wall. It's clearly very thin walls, and um, I have I have actually tried that. It was in a hotel uh, a while back, and um, I, uh, there was some kind of ruckus going on, um, possibly of a sexual nature. I, I don't recall that well, but um, I, it was, I was amazed because I had seen the glass to the wall trick in like old timey movies and probably an Isle of Lucy episode. Uh, but okay, okay. Let's see well, I it got real so quiet over there. First of all, I want to say that's amazing. You can hear so much. Right? Um, did you do, you did the glass to the wall thing? Yeah. As soon as I put it up there, he stopped talking, though. Oh, man. Oh, now here we go again. 
But I can, it's weird because during the arguments, I only hear him, I never hear her. But I've heard her when they're not arguing, when it's just her, like, now you're just chatting again. Oh, yeah, I can hear him. It makes me wonder if he's on the phone or what. Oh, that, yeah, that could be. But I hear female voices over there before. What the hell? Man, that guy's caught up in some serious shit. <laughs> Oh, he's fired up right now. Oh, shit, wait, wait. Whoa. Was that, was that you? No, he's slamming shit. Am I going to call 911 up in here? No, what the fuck is going on? I can't tell if he's on the phone because I near, hear nothing. He, he yells and rambles and then it's nothing. Was that him? Who just bent, like banged against the wall or something? Yes, that was him. Fucking slam dancing next door. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah, that that I I hope there's no nobody else there because that guy seems like he could be dangerous. But the other night I heard two ladies next door, so I don't know what's going on. Man, he, he's definitely he's she's she's cheating on him because he's cheating on her. That's how it always goes. <laughs> he's, got, he's got ladies over there come on <laughs> I don't know man I don't know what's going on but I tell you this I've since moving in I've only met one person on my floor I hear all the others but I've only met one. Oh, how did that go oh it was fine she was real nice no he was real nice did he did he ask you to turn anything off or, or on or nah he was well he, he was definitely smoking weed in his apartment. He asked me if I smoked or what was going down. <laughs> uh, if I need any weed, I was like, I'm good. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Well, that's, that's neighborly of him, I guess. It's nice. True. You know. <laughs> Unless he's trying to, like, get you hemmed up with some, some bullshit. Right, exactly. Well, you don't want that. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> For like we're required to submit this episode as evidence into a fucking domestic assault case. Uh, <laughs> why don't we wrap up? Uh, any closing thoughts? Oh, uh, closing thoughts. Uh, oh, let's get your Super Bowl picks. We don't really talk about NFL, but oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do, let's it do that. Let's do that. Um, so this we got. We'll go through next weekend to the Super Bowl. So you got Steelers versus Patriots, I think, right? Steelers will be playing the Patriots next weekend, and Green Bay will be playing Atlanta. Yeah, who you got? Um, well, you know, I watched the Green Bay game last night. Um, I watched Dallas. that, too. It was entertaining as hell. It was great. It was really good. Um, I was a little disappointed that – because Green Bay was up um, – pretty substantially until like the, I guess like third quarter when Dallas came back yeah third and fourth quarter they made a big fourth. Um, so I was disappointed in that um, but yeah Aaron Rodgers is like playing on like god mode like yeah he was he, when he threw up that pass like man nobody's gonna catch that and then that guy fucking tiptoeing on the line tiptoeing oh, yeah. that tiptoe yeah this, this wow field goal. yeah that was amazing yeah that was beautiful um, but anyway I'd say I haven't I haven't been following Atlanta that much this season. I mean, who would? Who gives a fuck about them? Right. Um, so and you know I'm I'm a Green Bay Green Bay is my team. Um, but 
Is yeah, Green Bay at they're at Atlanta. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll still give it to Green Bay. Um, Ooh. Just because Aaron Aaron Rodgers is just he's untouchable. Um, and then I think Steelers Pats will be the more interesting game. So I think the Steelers defense is really is really doing doing some things out there. Um, Okay. That's my, that's my extent of my sports analysis, um, <laughs> but, but I'll but I'll give it to uh, I'll give it to the Patriots, um, and uh, and then yeah, Super Bowl will be a quarterback duel, the, the best probably the best possibly two of the best quarterbacks of all time, um, if not the best two, um, and I'll I'll go ahead and pick uh, fuck, I have to pick the Patriots. Uh, pick against my team if I ever betting my if I'm betting my rent money on it, I'm gonna go okay. with, the, with the Patriots. What about you? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna pick the Steelers. Um, Steelers go over Green, the Patriots, really? Yeah, I'm gonna go Green Bay Steelers in the Super Bowl. And mm, this is a tough one. Let's give it to Green Bay. Why not? Wow, Green Bay over Steelers. I think that's yeah, that's who who they played um when the Green when Green Bay won last time, like twenty eleven. I think it was, it was Green Bay yeah, Steelers. That's, that Steelers offense is impressive. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be tough. Although, you know, they didn't do too well. It wasn't really an offensive uh, explosion last night against uh, the Chiefs. Not as good as I thought, but they, they put up a lot of yards but they they couldn't get touchdowns. They kept getting stopped. When they would, they would get down there, but then they would get stuck, and they had to keep kicking field goals. But yeah. um, yeah, they were moving the ball before that. But uh, but they were yeah, Levon Bell, Le'Veon Bell. Sorry, he's Le'Veon. better than I thought. <laughs> better LeBron, than I thought. LeBron Bell. Was. Yep. LeBron. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron. LeBron Roethlisberger is gonna be uh, gonna <laughs> be a nightmare. Out there. LeBron Roethlisberger. Imagine that. That'd be something. Um, <laughs> what? Ben Roethlisberger names his kid LeBron? Yeah, or LeBron, Ben Roethlisberger, hybrid person. Yeah. Like, that'd be Thanks. weird looking. Um, <laughs> I really don't want to picture that. <laughs> oh, God. What are you doing? Giving you nightmare scenarios. God. Gotta, 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 gotta wash that away with some some McDonald's. You want me to McDonald's, give you another nightmare creature? Some McDonald's bargains. Yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> sure, go you, for it. Did you have one ready to go or what? Are you um, just gonna try well, to invent one on the spot? <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's like a raptor, right? Yeah, but it's got like a like a fan attached to it. No, actually you know what? I already emailed it to you that one time. Those those masks or those faces? That the computer came up with. The computer came up with like those nightmares. You remember oh, that? Oh yeah. Oh, that was disturbing. Yeah, I remember that. I, I think I looked at. I think I looked at like right five away. of them and had to delete it before I forwarded it to people and yeah. wanted to scare them too. But yeah. I mean, think about that. That can the computer came up with that artificial yeah. intelligence trying to scare us. It's working. <laughs> working on me (laughs) (laughs) um i think that's it um no real college football updates 
I don't think any more Buckeyes declared for the NFL since we last spoke. Right. Um, no new commitments to the Buckeyes, but I don't really, you know, pay close attention to that anyway until they're actually on the field. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. The Knicks, you know, the Knicks are doing Knicks stuff. Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. This is Derek Nick's, Rose Nick. doing his thing. People are making a big deal out of Derek Rose. Like, I wonder if there's ever going to be an explanation of what actually happened. Nick's going going back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's it's some, some fam- clearly some kind of family issue, which... Right. And, and I feel like they're not telling us all the details, which is fine. But people want to know. This the, uh, that's the other problem with today's culture. Just like everybody wants to know everything, but like he had to take care and took care of it. Like, yeah, let, I mean, let him be. I mean, you know, he should have let someone know, though. I mean, even if it's just like that's true, you can't have, just do a no call, no show. That's yeah, a write up. Oh, oh, that's yeah, that's that's some serious demerits. Um, but you should, um, yeah, just have your agent talk to the people, you don't even have to talk. <laughs> That, that would be so great if, like, if I wanted to call in sick to work, I could just, like, have someone else do it for me. Like, you call me up and be like, yo, 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 I can't make it in today. I got you. <laughs> All right, just send you a text. With, like, yo, yo, I'm sick. Handle handle that. You know what to do. <laughs> if we could only have our own, you know, if everyone had an agent or a manager, that would be interesting. There pro- I mean, there probably is like an app that already does this, like some sort of concierge app that for like just personal shit that will do it for you. It probably is, man. We should invent something like that. Make some app money. Let's get that app money. Dude, you trying to get that app money? Yeah, of course. <laughs> start, start the visceralist app? I'm trying to, to get some... Uh, Mail service. I'm not gonna say over the air. I want people to take my idea. I'm working on something. Oh, oh, oh you got some. You know, one of those lab, like, subscription you know. services. Because people, there's like so many subscription services now. Now you can buy razor blades. You can get boxes. Oh full yeah, 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 Snacks, boxes full of shirts, all that stuff. Yep. I got one that nobody's talked about yet. Oh, I can't shit. tell you. I can't tell anybody about. Well, don't. Well, definitely don't say it on, on the podcast. But I do want to hear about it at some point. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know about it. Okay. All right. Well, that's a teaser for uh, for next episode where I completely divulge on the podcast what you told me. Oh, wait. Oh. oh. You're not still. Oh, I thought I pressed the button. Damn. Damn. That okay. button. <laughs> um, all right. Cool. Well, another successful and episode. They're still arguing. So I'm about to put this cup up to the wall and chill out and have a beer. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, text me later about what, what's going down if you were able to discern any specifics about okay. about what, what kind of trifling trifling ways either of them is up to. Right, and if she's that trifling, you know, I'm next door, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, try, trifling, some trifling adventures. I, I'll, I'll, there's another teaser for next week. I'll get in some, some of my trifling stories. Do you hear this? Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay, this is getting, this is actually getting scary. I'm going to end it. Okay. All right, later. Deal.